you are tuned into Central Coast Radio. This is a community service announcement. Start local. Support community media that consistently supports great Australian writers, singers, musicians, labels, venues and affiliated industry professionals. Community media is Australia's heartbeat, our national identity, enabling us all to take pride in discovering, developing and celebrating a diversity of great Australian talent. Call for more local content on radio, TV and online. Get curious. Listen to our own. Our national story is about us. Hi everyone, come and join us Ty and Karen at 7pm every Tuesday night on centralcoastradio.com for Travelling with with the the Stars. We'll take you on a journey across many fabulous countries by plane, sea, river and rail. We'll tell you how to get there, what to do there and we'll add tips and tricks to help along the way. Don't Don't forget forget every Tuesday night at 7pm.
streaming via apps and on the internet across 19 platforms. Central Coast Radio. Hi guys, welcome to the Be Connected Business Show here on centralcoastradio.com. I'm uh, privileged today to have Rashid Cotwell from Revealed Resources with us today. Hi Rashid. G'day Jason, great to be here. Mate, it's fantastic to have you on board and you're with me for uh, for the next hour. Uh, and Revealed Resources very much focused on, on the sales industry and, and sales skills. Rashid, tell me a little bit more about what Revealed Resources does. Okay. So essentially, you could call us business coaches. Uh, speciality is uh, working with uh, small business owners uh, to help them create an asset from their businesses, which can essentially be done in one of two ways. The first is pulling enough money out of the business to buy external assets, which then you invest externally, which compound. And the goal is to make you wealthy. And the second is being in a position to sell the business for a decent sum of change at some point. But the reality is that hardly ever happens. So I suggested most business owners do the first, which is build a business and keep growing your money, taking money out of the business so that it keeps, so that you can keep investing it and then becoming wealthy, regardless of what happens 20 or 30 years down the track. Beautiful. And, and look, how, how did you, you, how did you come to this? Uh, I, I love to find out a little bit more about people's backstories. Uh, so, so look, how, how did you end up creating a business in obviously something that you do love, but w- what led you to be here? What's your background? Okay, so the background is I spent 20 years in the IT industry. I'm an engineer, mechanical engineer by background, and uh, come the dot-com, um, the company I was working for uh, basically tried to go for a bunch of venture capital, and uh, after a year of trying that, they basically failed. Uh, my last act was, uh, I think, uh, firing 25 of uh, my people, which was not a very nice experience, as you can imagine. Oh, I can imagine and then that. at that stage, uh, I was uh, 40, so that tells you how old I am. And uh, I was either too old, too senior, or too general uh, for the IT industry, go figure. And so what does one do? One puts out a shingle and says, well, one becomes a business consultant. And uh, basically, we started with nothing, no track record, no clients, no nothing. And uh, we basically, over the last 21 years, have built it up. And so, so effectively, what, what you've done is, is, is you did yourself what you're trying to teach other business owners to do. It's, it's you know, this, this is how we do it and this is how we did it. So it's not just a business consult. It's very much a mentor approach as well, isn't it's it? It's more a mentor approach. And the one thing that we realized very rapidly, even though I'd been in senior management positions in the corporate world and I'd also had very senior sales roles in the corporate world and sales management, it is a very different kettle of fish when you're working for yourself in your own small business. Uh, you know, all of a sudden you have to buy the stamps. You have to, uh, you know, uh, produce the material. You have to go out and sell yourself, which is a very different proposition to selling somebody else's stuff because all of a sudden this is not personal. Yes. And uh, getting, having small business owners realize that you need to treat this as a business and not a hobby and therefore uh, the first order of, day, of the day is, you need to get out there and sell because unless somebody, you know, there's the old saying, nothing happens until somebody sells something. Well, I turned that around and said, well, nothing happens until one of your clients actually buys something, puts money in your bank account and is happy with the result that, that you give them. Yeah, I think you're absolutely spot on there. And, and we, we were having a, a, a bit of a chat before we, we, we started recording this, just in regards to the amount of small business owners out there that, that, uh, 
that, that can't sell or, or don't think they can sell. I mean, if your business is operating at a profit, you can obviously sell. Uh, but it, it's such an integral part of running a business because if you can't sell, you're not getting money coming in. If you're not getting money coming in, your business is obviously uh, not going to succeed. And, and one of the uh, that one of one of the strangest things I hear from people when they start start to set up their business is um, oh, I'm going into business because I want more time with my family. I mean, you just you just got to laugh at that one. It's really good. We're going to take a quick break, listen to a little bit of music, and when we come back, we'll start digging deep on a few topics that you could help people out with, Rashid. So back after this short break. You are tuned into Central Coast Radio. It used to be fun visiting Grandad. He'd hide lollies and do magic tricks. Then he got really grumpy. I thought his smile was broken. Dad said Grandad needed to talk to the doctor. I don't know what that doctor did, but it really worked. Now he's got his smile back, and he says he's as happy as Larry. Who is Larry? Depression and anxiety. Talk to your doctor, or call Beyond Blue on one three hundred double two four six three six. Forget fighting cancer. Let's how smart it. Figure out cancer's next move before it has a chance to play it. We're finishing off cancer with science and smarts. Giving the brightest brains on earth the tools they need to outsmart it. Cancer may think that it's clever, but together, we're smarter. Help the Australian Cancer Research Foundation outsmart cancer for good. Donate now at acrf.com.au. Swimming pools are a great way to cool off during summer, but are dangerous for your children when they are not supervised. Hi, I'm Olympic swimmer and mum of two, Sam Riley, with a tip on keeping your toddler safe when they're near water. Figures show that in our big cities, most toddlers drown in swimming pools. Supervision is the key. Make sure the gate is closed and please learn the skills of resuscitation. You may need them one day. For more information, visit www.rawlifesaving.com.au. Remember, keep watch to prevent your child from drowning.
so still Oh, how build you kingdom In their house on the hill Looking out for love Big, big love You said that you loved me that you always will Oh, you paid me to keep you In that house on the hill Look it out for love Big, big there for my uncle's heart attack. <coughs> I typically called me over to lend a hand when I noticed the warning signs. I was a bit out of breath, that's all. Oh, and the nausea? I thought I knew my body well. Uh, exactly, and I knew that Triple Zero would tell me if an ambulance was needed, not you. So I called. Lucky for me, he did. That heart attack would have killed me. Make the call. Call Triple Zero. Do you know the warning signs? Visit the Heart Foundation's heartattackfacts.org.au Cancer thinks it's clever. But together, we're smarter. Donate now to life-saving research and tech and help the Australian Cancer Research Foundation outsmart cancer for good. acrf.com.au You're listening to Central Coast Radio. Hi, and we're back. And as I said before, I'm here with Rashid Cottle from Revealed Resources. Um, and we're talking about sales, marketing, how to leverage your business and make sure that your business is succeeding. Um, Rashid, what one of the things I always find, and, and we said it before the break, is people don't realise how important sales and being able to sell 
uh, and the difference between sales and marketing is when when you're running a, a business. What advice and, and what experience have you got in that marketplace that could help the people out there today? Okay, so the first the first thing is people get caught up in in delivery and the wonder wonderful product that they think that they have. And they think that the product is going to sell itself. Well, products don't sell themselves. People buy from people. The other myth that we come across is this whole myth of digital marketing, marketing in general, where people uh, certainly in, in the current sphere uh, put out a lot of content. They make a lot of LinkedIn connections. They do all of this stuff uh, that basically is on some level passive. They're hoping that people are going to just ring them up. Now, the reality is most people aren't going to just ring you up. So in any business, you have to be able to reach out to prospects, identify them, reach out to them, put a proposition to them, and then see if there's some level of interest, which then moves into a sales conversation, which where you can then work out what it is that they're actually looking for, what insights you can provide them, and then how you could possibly close the deal so that they actually buy. Okay. So when we're talking about closing the deal, what, one of the things uh, as, as a career salesman myself, I mean, th- there's two reasons people actually buy. Um, one of them is they buy through logic. Another one is they buy through emotion. And, and me being a career salesman, a lot of that has, has been trying to, hey, buy from me now, buy from me now, and, and, and get the emotional side. What advice would you give to a business owner that's trying to work out what their sales presentation is going to be in regards to do they sell on logic or do they sell on emotion? I mean, what, what, what sort of numbers are we looking at there in regards to how many people do buy on logic and how many people do buy on emotion? Okay. So I would say that we all essentially first make a, an emotional decision and then we justify it with logic. And the emotion would be, uh, is, this, is this going to, there, there are basically four things that we're all looking for. We're looking for more money, more time, some form of status and recognition, and some form of lifestyle and well-being. A couple of those are logical, a couple of those are emotional. What, and, it, and it really comes down to who you're selling to as to where the, the line between logic and emotion is. But you do need to cover both off. So you need to give people enough emotional reasons that they want to do business with you, but you also have to give them enough logical reasons so that they can justify it to themselves or maybe a boss, a partner, a, uh, or even their friends to say, this is why I made this particular decision. Okay. Okay. So, so in, in regards to, so what, so what, what you're saying there is, is we, we're talking about things like multiple stakeholders. Yeah. So we're talking even with an individual, we, we buy things because we want something generally. Yeah. We either want to avoid something or we want to gain something. Yep. And you need to know which one of those two things it is for this particular individual. So it's, it's about you've got to relieve somebody's pain, whether it's a financial pain, whether it's a time management pain, whether it's a keep up with the Joneses emotional pain. If you can fulfill that gap, you've yep. got a better so chance. There has, the to be a, there has to be a gap between where somebody is and their current situation and where they want to get to. Now, that could be pain or it could be aspiration. Having said that, pain generally makes people move faster than aspiration. And I'll give you a, 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 a good example of this, okay? So, uh, you know, donkeys years ago, I used to be an Amway. Now, for you and me, our vintage, we all know what that was like. <laughs> and in, in those days, and probably still today, 
you you went out and you met somebody and you said, look, here was this wonderful lifestyle that you would have. Uh, you could be earning this amount of money within three to five years, and you had this wonderful book of all these pictures of the of the rich and famous. Uh, the only problem was you had to then make phone calls and actually bring build build a business and bring people in. So everybody would be very excited at the aspiration, but the pain of making the phone call would stop people after the second phone call. When somebody picks up the phone and you say, well, come over for dinner or oh, I want to show you a business. And they say, is it Amway? Click. <laughs> after the second or third phone call, they wouldn't do it. So the aspiration alone isn't often enough or it's too far out there for somebody to take action. There has to be pain. But if you say to somebody, hey, the sheriff is knocking on the door and all your worldly goods are going to be going. The you, would make, you would make those phone calls, wouldn't you? You would make those phone calls. Beautiful. Look, I, I think that's a, a using Amway as, as an analogy there, and, and you're spot on. That's exactly what it was like. And even though all of the uh, the network marketing companies out there, uh, now the successful people are the ones that know I have to keep doing this. Their pain is not having the money, maybe not having the sheriff at the door, but, yeah, the emotion will only get you so far, but pain and need will get you all the way. Good to take another quick break. And uh, when we come back, we'll start talking about consolidation. Streaming via apps and on the internet across 19 platforms. Central Coast Radio. Hey there, this is Russell Morris. It must be really difficult to make a career out of music these days. Way back in the 70s and 80s, you could actually go to a radio station, talk to the program manager and say, hey, what do you think? And because we got airplay, we became known, which has the snowball effect. Your record starts to move, and the record really is the spokesman for the band. For young bands these days, they're not getting any airplay, and therefore they're not making a living, and therefore the bands are breaking up before they even begin to start. 50% airplay for Australian product would be fantastic. It would be our culture. We're progressing. Let's try and get that airplay level up to 50%. Too many drowning deaths involving children still happen in Australia. Hi, I'm Olympic swimmer and mum of two, Sam Riley, with a tip on keeping your toddler safe when near water. Please don't rely on older children to supervise your toddler at the pool. Tell babysitters about the potential hazards for young children and the need for constant supervision. Never take your eyes off a child when they are near water, even for a moment. For more information, visit www.rawlifesaving.com.au. Remember, keep watch to prevent your child from drowning. Tree. That's all right. 
it's hard to understand Why Billy Sam But then he mumbles in his coffee And he suddenly roars It's a rapture cheating And we've been
keep watch when children are on, in or near water. Hi, I'm Olympic swimmer and mum of two, Sam Riley, with a tip on keeping your toddlers safe when they're near water. Keep furniture or anything kids could use to climb over a pool fence away from the area. Please never leave children unattended in the pool. If you need to leave the area, take them with you. For more information, visit www.rawlifesaving.com.au. Remember, keep watch to prevent your child from drowning. In the last five years, I've taken a few knocks. Losing my wife was the big one, and I've had health problems. I'm not one to complain, but I was really struggling. I felt sad all the time, and in the end, I talked to my doctor. Turns out, I had depression. I got some treatment, and after a while, I was back on track. So if you're not feeling yourself, don't hide it. Talk to your doctor. For information on depression, call 1300-224636 or visit beyondblue.org.au. You're listening to Central Coast Radio. Hi, welcome back. Still here with Rashid and we're having a wonderful conversation. Um, Rashid, so we're talking about sales, uh, marketing, uh, how people are going to successfully uh, compete out there in the marketplace because, let's face it, you've got to sell. But one of the things that... I struggled to learn when I first went into sales is is how to deal with things like multiple decision makers, uh, how to deal with people that have personal agendas that were decision makers. How would you advise approaching that sort of subject? Okay, so the first thing to realize is that we all we all think about what's in it for me, regardless of who we are. Okay, so there's always a personal agenda going on. Now, the way I put it is this: if you own the company your personal agenda is going to be absolutely aligned, I would hope, with the companies. What's good for the company is good for you. But the, the interesting thing is the bigger the organization, the, the greater the misalignment can be. So if you're selling to a, uh, and, and, it, and it doesn't matter whether you're selling to maybe a, a, a husband and wife or partners uh, in a family relationship, or you're selling into a, into a large organization where there are a number of people who could be involved in, in influencing the decision, you need to realize that what's good for one party may not be good for the other party. And what's good for what's good for the company may not be good for the individual. And I'll give you a couple of examples. So one of our clients uh, works with uh, manufacturers to improve uh, factory performance. And so when he goes in and he talks to the factory's owner and he says, hey, listen, we can improve the performance uh, significantly. Uh, and the factory owner says, this is fantastic. This is, re- this is what I really want. But the plant manager who might have been there for 10, 15, 20 years, guy washes the deal because the plant manager is going, well, this is not in my best personal best interest because I'm the one who looks bad. Why didn't I come up with this in the first place? And that, that can happen a lot in all sorts of different spheres. So when you're dealing with any sales situation, you need to be thinking, okay, what could this person win or lose by okaying this deal? Uh, very often when, when we have clients who sell IT, for instance, the, uh, or an IT system, the IT department says, oh, we could do that. You're taking away our jobs or you're making us irrelevant. And so they kibosh the deal. Right. So it's, or it's, it's, they feel that maybe this is more work than I want to do. It's and about looking at the holistic the picture, isn't it? It's looking at the holistic picture and saying, okay, who would win or lose from this thing? One of the major reasons people deals fall over, believe it or not, is because of status. Mm. The person making the decision says, 
if this goes wrong, is this going to be a career killer for me? Or if this goes right, is it going to enhance my reputation and therefore my promotion? Yeah. Personal and agendas. This is personal agenda. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with the organisation. Okay. Let, let, let's, let's look at what you're saying there, but, but slightly move it to the side. It's, uh, as a small business, there, there are lots of options out there as well. There are companies that, that will uh, hire you sales teams or you may want to put your own, own sales people on. And obviously having the right person and the right product and the right price, it, it, it's all interlaced, the three Ps, you know, people, product and pricing. What tips would you give to somebody if they were looking at either bringing a, a sales company in or employing a salesperson themselves? What do they need to look for in that person? Okay. So the first thing that we, we say when you're hiring salespeople, and I, 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 there's a character called Derek Gatehouse who, who worked um, uh, for 30 years looking at sales performance with people like Gartner. And he realized that salespeople have certain attributes which are born, not made. And it's somewhat controversial, but he's actually borne this out over, over years and years and years of research. And he found there are, there are six fundamental characteristics that people have. So depending on the type of role that you're looking for, the person needs to have particular characteristics. And I'll give you an example. So if you're, if you're selling uh, to the shop floor as in a factory person, you need someone who can basically relate at that level. But that same person, if you then decided that you wanted to sell to senior management, may or may not be able to relate to that. So there's a, there's a factor called executive rapport, which says, can I relate to people at a higher socioeconomic level than myself or what I perceive myself to be? Then there are people who might be very good car salespeople where they do rapid turnaround of, of stuff, of sales, but you take that person and you say, he's really fantastic at that, or she is, and you put them into a long sales cycle, like a, an, a year or two-year cycle in the IT industry, and they'll fail miserably. Mm. So it really comes down to you need to know what it is that you're selling, what that sales cycle is, and what the base personality of this person needs to be, because there is no point in putting somebody in that doesn't fit that, because no amount of sales training is going to fix that. Yeah, no, I, I agree completely. Like I said, my mother always used to say, you could talk underwater with a mouthful of marbles. It was obvious I was always going to sales. Um, it, it, it is down, you know, there is a personality. You can teach people a process, but if the personality doesn't fit, then it's just not something that's going to come together. So I completely agree with, with what well, you're it's, saying. It's the same thing with prospecting. If, if somebody isn't willing to pick up the phone and speak to strangers, because we all, have, we, we all grew up with this thing, you shouldn't speak to strangers, well, get over that one, uh, uh, then you will never make it in mm. that, that part of the sales process. If somebody is only really very good at talking to existing clients or people that are really warm, they're not going to make it in the other areas of sales. Yeah, so, so it's the really difference between, between business development and account management. Yes. Your business development is your hunter. He goes out, gets the fresh blood, brings it back to the office, whereas the account manager then nurtures it and turns it into a long-lasting relationship. That's right. So, beautiful. Going to take a quick break. We'll be back shortly. Streaming via apps and on the internet across 19 platforms. Central Coast Radio.
what he's done Kids don't know what's wrong with mum She can't see, they can't see Putting it down to another bad day Daddy don't know what he's done Kids don't know what's wrong with mum So this is how it feels to be lonely This is how it feels to be small This is how it feels when your world means nothing at all Black car drives through the town Some guy from the top estate Left a note for a local girl And yet he had it all on a plate So this is how it feels to be lonely This is how it feels to be small This is how it feels when your word means nothing at all
attitude into Central Coast Radio. And welcome back. And look, Rashid, we, we've had a wonderful conversation over the last hour. I really appreciate the insights that you've given us. What, one last thing, and I normally like to ask this of people, if you've got customers out there that are, are small businesses thinking of starting up a small business, whether they want to do selling themselves, set up a sales team, what advice would you give to these salespeople, to ha- sorry, to these businesses to help them succeed? Okay, so the first thing is be very clear on your message. What is the thing that you are taking to the market? So how clear are you as to what it is, your expertise is, and what problems you actually solve? So that's number one. Number two is you need to make sure that there are enough people out there that actually want that particular problem solved and, more importantly, are willing to pay to have that problem solved. Those two things are not necessarily the same. We all have problems. We'd like to solve them, but we're not willing to pay for it. And the third thing is, can you get your message in front of those people and what is the economics of that? So if you, for argument's sake, everything costs, whether you're going networking, it costs in time and money. If If you're advertising, that costs in money. So what is the return on investment for any effort that you put in? And therefore, the return has to be greater than the money or time that you put in. And time is money. Okay? Absolutely. So those three things have to be covered off. You have to be really clear as to what your message is, what your expertise is. You have to be really clear as to what the problem is you solve. And the problem can be a problem or an aspiration that they want. And you have to be really clear as to who this person is that you are going to be targeting and can you get in front of them and what is the economics of that? Look, I really appreciate everything you've done today. If anybody out there wants to get in contact with you and find out a little bit more, how would they get hold of you, Rashid? One one thing is you can connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn, Rashid Kotwal, K-O-T-W-A-L. My uh, website is uh, revealedresources.com. And uh, my email is uh, rk at revealedresources.com. And uh, there's a phone number on the website. Uh, By all means, uh, I'm more than happy to talk to people. And if you want to just give me a call, I'm happy to give you a few minutes of advice if that's what it takes. Rashid, thank you very much for your time today. It's really appreciated. That brings us to the end of another show. Uh, Enjoy your weekend, guys. And hopefully I'll see you here same time, same place next week.
journey across many fabulous countries by plane, sea, river and rail. We'll tell you how to get there, what to do there and we'll add tips and tricks to help along the way. Don't Don't forget forget, every Tuesday night at 7pm. Forget fighting cancer. Let's outsmart it. Figure out cancer's next move before it has a chance to play it. We're finishing off cancer with science and smarts. Giving the brightest brains on earth the tools they need to outsmart it. Cancer may think that it's clever, but together, we're smarter. Help the Australian Cancer Research Foundation outsmart cancer for good. Donate now at acrf.com.au.